Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's So Excited. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam, it's been a while since we talked. How you been? It has. It has. We've been getting a few folks reaching out, wondering where we've been. So I guess we should address that up front. As you know, my dad has been ill for a little bit. And uh, so recently it has become a lot more critical uh, to the point where um, we've been told that there really isn't anything more to be done for him other than to keep him comfortable. And so because of that, I've just been trying to spend as much time as possible you know, with my dad. So I live in Charlotte and I've been traveling back and forth a lot to Michigan. We are going to try to keep going. You know, there's it's going to be spotty from from here until I don't know when. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been good for me, like you and I just prepping for this show and having our normal pre-show chats. I remember something Brandon said really struck me on the metamorphosis episode that we did um, when he talked about, you know, he's in the midst of caregiving for his father. And uh, he talked about how, like when he went to see Janet Jackson, that was a moment where he was free and he was happy and he was able to experience pure joy. And so that's something I've been trying to just make sure I do for myself is like create a space where I can have some joy. And so this gives me joy, you know, it's a respite and it gives me joy. So going to do our best and going to keep at it. And uh, we'll take breaks when we need to. And uh, that's that. All right. Well, cuz I just want to say I know you're a strong person and we're definitely going to keep family in our prayers and anytime you need a friend. <laughs> I was going with a Michael like, Jackson title, but I decided not to this time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so today is July 7th and it's probably been about 30 days or more since we recorded. And a lot has happened in the world of Janet Jackson. So let's get to it. Janet made a long-awaited appearance in the UK on the last weekend in June, where she made two festival stops, first at Glastonbury on June 29th, and a show the following day in Switzerland at the Montreux Jazz Festival. Let's talk about Glastonbury first. She performed a 50-minute set from the Pyramid Stage. Yeah, I was able to watch a lot of it through clips on Twitter and YouTube. The BBC also streamed the performance on their app. I know a lot of people in the U.S. couldn't use the video live stream, but the app did have lots of clips posted. From what I can see, Janet brought her A-game to the U.K. I enjoyed it, and she performed one of my favorite songs, The Best Things in Life Are Free. So you know I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta admit, I was pretty excited about that one. She doesn't perform that song very often. In fact, I don't know if I've ever seen it live, to be honest. Um, I know it's one of your favorites, so I watched it several times on your behalf. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you. And most of Janet's real fans seem to enjoy the show, whether they were in person or watching it online. I did see some complaints about the sound. Lots of people seem to be complaining about the sound on social media. Yeah, there was a lot of commentary about the audio. Most of it seemed to come from people who were not actually at the festival, though. It seemed like a lot of folks who were trying to watch from home um, had a majority of the complaints. From the clips that I could see, there were some sound problems in like the beginning. But Janet handled it like a pro because she is a professional and a legend. And I feel like the social media was just trying to make a big deal out of it. 
Um, my opinions on it. So, I, of course, we were not there. So, mm-hmm. you know, just watching what people are saying on Twitter. And the first thing I'll say is it seems like the people who were there had a good time. Uh, and Glastonbury is one of those mixed bag festivals where the folks who attend that festival are not necessarily attending that festival. They don't buy those tickets knowing who they're going to see. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're just the lineups are announced after the ticket sales have already begun. But I will say that like when I was watching video that fans had posted or even sometimes video that was on the BBC, like the people who were there seemed to be having a good time. Um, it felt like people were being a little um, too nitpicky about the performance. They kept saying that she was lip syncing, um, that they couldn't hear her, um, just a host of things. So that's yes. what was really funny to me because it seemed like people had like made a concerted effort to speak ill of her mm-hmm. and I was like mm, no one you know if they're talking about you is because they care right. like if 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 she was a has-been or a wash-up or all these other things that people like to throw around but you still watching her you're still commenting mm-hmm. and remarking on everything that she does so is that a has-been because I don't generally discuss has-beens so <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Janet will never be a has-been, trust me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Journalists now, they they just need a story. (laughs) That's that's my whole thing. And she's the name, right? I did like the performance. I I don't have anything bad to say about this performance, honestly. And to me, she seemed so natural when she performed. That's the way love goes. That's the part that I kept like, let me, let me, let me watch this again. I'm proud of Janet. She opened with Trust or Try. Which I think is interesting choice for a crowd that may not be diehard Jenna Jackson fans. Yeah, I love it when she opens with something unexpected, but I think you're right. Um, this wasn't her typical group of fans. Uh, maybe for away games, she should only <laughs> open with together again. <laughs> Did you say away um, games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this not her whole crowd. Like, they didn't go there necessarily to see Janet Jackson. Um, so, yeah. So, this is more like an away game. She might need to stick with the hits. But you talked a little bit about social media kind of being negative about the, some of the performance due to the sound. Um, but some of the traditional media outlets were a little more kind. Like mm-hmm. uh, Michael Craig for The Guardian. He gave her performance four out of five stars, stating, you can count on one hand the number of superstars that have properly shifted the needle when it comes to pop. Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson are obvious, but it's perhaps Jackson's youngest sister, Janet, who has cast the biggest shadow over the current crop of empowered female pop stars. And then The Independent was kind as well in a review titled Janet Jackson at Glastonbury. Cultural powerhouse does a seamless glide through her biggest hits. Um, The reviewer did have a complaint that we've heard before. Uh, She says that, and I quote, it sometimes feels as though Jackson is so rehearsed that she's merely going through the motions, end quote. And I think if the worst thing you can say about a performer is that they've obviously practiced then I think you probably don't have a lot to complain about. We're talking about practice. Right. <laughs> Not the game. <laughs> but practice. Right. right. <laughs> like you upset because she rehearsed. So I don't know. Yeah. Now, I do know one person who is fangirly. And that's Carrie Underwood. She posted a video on her Instagram. She was so excited at the concert. It was funny. Mm-hmm. There's a point where Janet kind of just gives her a little wave. And 
Carrie lost it. And yes. I would have lost it too because I would have been I like, have that was for me. That was for none of y'all in here. That was for me. <laughs> yes, I would have lost it too. So I'm not mad at Carrie. And I think it's pretty cool that she shared that on her IG. Yeah. And then Janice's next stop was the Montreal Jazz Festival where she performed an 80 minute set. This was different from the Gastonbury because the festival sold tickets for specific artists so if you want to see janet you bought a ticket for janet and it had her name on it so i think it was this one had more diehard fans and she was introduced by quincy jones who calls her an incredibly loving being i hope someone calls me that one day. yes cousin. You are an incredible loving person <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice <laughs> From what I understand, it was a great show in Montreux. It was sold out and got great reviews. The pieces I was able to see online were really good. Mm -hmm. Only thing that scares me about this performance was the dancers in gray. Like, I don't like it. (laughs) I know I should be more positive, but I just not wasn't feeling the gray clothing. I felt like for a jazz festival, give us a little color. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, she really put on two shows. Um, this like back to back. She did the fifty minute set in Glastonbury, and then she did this set, which was closer to eighty minutes, so closer to her her full runtime um, of her current show. That's what she did in Montreux, and um, but even still, it was a little different than what we've seen from the clips of the Vegas performance. So it's like, how many shows are in her head currently right now? Uh, <laughs> A lot. <laughs> uh, there's a group of fans uh, from all over Europe, from Belgium, France, Netherlands, UK, who created an award, you know, to represent the European fans. And they actually got to meet Janet backstage in the dressing room after the show where they read a speech they prepared. They gave her the award they created. And somebody also drew a really nice photo of Janet and Issa and gave that to her as well. And, you know, we got a first hand eyewitness account from a fan who was there so uh, let's take a listen it is saturday july 5th 2019 and i am joined by Jakob jackson who six days ago on june 30th had the pleasure of living every jan fan member's dream of meeting janet jackson in switzerland after her performance at the montreux jazz festival and we want to hear all about that but before we do though Jakob. Would you tell me where you're from and how you first fell in love with Janet Jackson? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm from the Netherlands uh, and I became a Janet fan, I would say, a couple of months before she announced her big comeback with her Unbreakable album. Okay. That's when my love for Janet really started. I remember when I was like 10 years old, I was watching TV and the uh, music video of Together Again came on and I was like mesmerized by by the video and the whole African vibe and her beautiful smile. And that was the first time I really got to know Janet. But it took me a couple of years before I really started to dig a little deeper into her, uh, uh, you know, all her music. And there was just a time early 2015 when I was like, okay, I don't have any Janet Jackson CDs in my, in my house and I just need to buy at least one CD. So which was the first album that you purchased? Uh, it was the best uh, cult number ones in America. That's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So in Montreux, was that your first time seeing Janet live? 
Yes, it was my first time. What Absolutely. was your impression of the opening of the show? What she do for an entrance? What was the crowd like? What was the feeling like inside the theater? Ooh, it was just fantastic. I mean, a day before she performed in uh, uh, at Glastonbury, mm-hmm. and it was so different because Glastonbury was sold out like months ago. So there were just uh, a few Janet fans at that show, and the whole atmosphere was totally different in Montreux. There were only Janet Jackson fans. We all bought mm-hmm. our tickets set Janet Jackson. So we were so excited to see her. Uh, I have um, talked to so many fans out there, and they were waiting to see her for years. So we were all so ready to, you know, to see her you know, for, for the first time in all of those years. So it was just amazing. It was sold out, and people were jumping, people were screaming her name. It hmm. was fantastic. And she started with, um, that's the way love goes. That was uh, surprising to me, because I don't recall her opening with that's the way love goes at all. So that was really nice. And then she did Got Till It's Gone, and I Get Lonely. So she started with the more, you know, more R&B, slow jams mm-hmm. here and there. That was really nice. Yeah, that sounds really good. It sounds like she really tailored the show for the crowd. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite moment during the show? Ooh, my favorite moment, I think when she did I Get Lonely, it was the third song. She was going to sit down. So mm-hmm. every time she was uh, looking at my direction and I was standing front row, I was making the heart sign with my hands, just hoping that she would see it and maybe respond to it. At a certain moment, we made eye contact. I was making the heart sign, and she started smiling at me, and I blew her like two or three kisses, and she blew me a kiss back, and I was like in heaven. <laughs> it was so amazing. So not only did you get a kiss blown to you on stage from Janet Jackson, but I understand you were with the group that actually got to go backstage after the show and present a fan appreciation award to Janet. I was grinning yeah. ear to ear for you guys. I was so happy for you all. You would have thought I was getting an award. Uh, I want you to tell me quickly how the idea for the award came about. Yeah, well, basically about two months ago when we, when we all bought our tickets, I was thinking there must be a way to meet her, you know, and I was trying to be creative, but I just couldn't come up with, with a uh, good working plan. So I asked a friend of mine if she had an idea. She said, you know what, maybe you could um, create some sort of award, you know, on behalf of the European fans. And I was like, yeah, right, that's never going to work, you know? So <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, so I was writing down some ideas and I was talking to the group, uh, you know, the other four people that were with me there to discuss it. And they were like, you know, y- you can try. Mm-hmm. So I contacted Janet's team and, um, they told us, yeah, we're going to do it. I never thought it was going to work out that way. That it was supposed to be a big secret for a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. we kind of knew that this was going to happen. We just couldn't tell anyone. That's awesome. Tell me about the moment. So when you got to give it to her, tell me what that was like. Yeah, it was so hectic. It was like after the concert, we were supposed to meet at a s- certain spot. And someone uh, uh, from the uh, jazz festival would pick us up and would bring us backstage to Janet. So there we were waiting at this particular place. 
but no one was coming to get us. Hmm. So I was like, oh no, you know, this was, go- this was probably not going to work out anymore. So eventually after 10 minutes, someone picked us up and I was like completely relieved. Then we were brought backstage and everyone was there. So the dancers, I saw Alison, you know, they brought us into this room and we were waiting there for like, and then after 10 minutes, the tour manager came back and she brought us uh, through the hallway again. And then we were waiting there for like two more minutes on this couch. And I saw Joey, her bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so Janet is probably in that room. And the nerves really started to kick in. And after two minutes, Joey gave us this, you know, signal, like, come in. So we came in and her left around the corner, Janet was there humming or singing something so that was like okay and we were coming in and it was so surreal so the five of us we were standing in front of janet and joey was very strict he said okay you can give her a hand and tell her your name so we did and i was the third of the five and i was like no i want to hug her so eventually she came to me and I gave her a hand. I told her my name was Jakob. And she said, hi, Jakob. And then mm-hmm. I was like, can I give you a hug? And she said, yeah, sure. So we hugged. And, and I was smelling her. And she smelled like flowers or sweets or something. And, I mean, my life was complete at that moment. It, it was just fantastic. <laughs> and that was not even it. I mean, later we gave her the actual award. And she was so surprised and she was like, oh, you guys, it's so beautiful. And, and then we had the speech. So one of the girls was reading a part of the speech and I was reading the second part. And she was looking at me, you know, speaking to her, which was just amazing. I mean, something, I mean, that is something that will stay on my mind forever. That was just truly amazing. I love it. What? to you makes Janet Jackson special? Oh boy. <laughs> she's just fantastic. She is the ultimate performer. She has it all. You know, she's been in the business since she was seven years old. I mean, we all know, but sometimes it feels like we have to remember people mm-hmm. that she's been in the business for that long. She's so all around. She's an actress, a singer, a dancer. She has made so many iconic records. She has influenced so many of today's artists. I mean, there's so much to say about Janet Jackson. And I feel like people these days don't appreciate her, you know, the way she should be appreciated. So I feel like, you know, it's, it's my job as a Dutch fan to, to remind people of Janet Jackson. <laughs> I love that. Jacob has the best. Um, before I let you go, is there anything else you want to say? Mm, I don't know. I will probably hopefully see her again someday. But I will probably never meet her again like this. And I already have the pictures that were taken. And those pictures are now in my room. So I can look at those pictures every day. And it, it was just something I will never forget. You know, June the 30th is something that will stay on my mind for the rest of my life. It was just an unbelievable experience. And I wish that every Janet fan you know, would experience this because it's just so special. I love it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon.
Do you remember a long time ago? I can't remember which episode, but we talked about the best way to get Janet to, or to see her is to create a war for her to show up. Right. Yes, I do. And these fans actually did it. Like we have no choice but to stand. It's literally the only choice we have. <laughs> the only choice. <laughs> Based on the clips you saw of the two shows in Europe, do you have a favorite performance between the Montreal Jazz and the UK show? Hmm. I think I do. I just based on the clips, I think I loved the Montreux Jazz Festival a little more, even though I saw less of that show. I felt like it was a little tighter mm-hmm. than the show in UK. I, I felt like the dancing was a little tighter. And you know, I've mm-hmm. said it before, like the first metamorphosis shows we saw, I thought like, wow, we're back to precision. And I still think we're well on our way. And I still think it will get tighter. But also too, I think I'm having, we have different expectations because I think it's kind of unreasonable. Like these kids got a lot of stuff in their brain. Like they got nine shows from Janet Mm -hmm. and then they, you know, they're working between her shows because it isn't like, you know, in the days of like the Janet world tour or the velvet rope world tour, where they are literally a cohesive unit for months upon months upon months upon months. And they're not doing any work with anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now they have to learn like so many different dance styles and so many different um, uh, bits of choreography for all of these different people, you know, and that's just the way that it is. So to expect them to be like what it was, I think is a little bit unfair Mm-hmm. but I just also too it's just like for me that's the brand I know that everybody who works with Janet cares about that brand I know Janet cares about that brand and so it's for me it's a little bit of that like maybe this is just what it is and and all of them are phenomenal so I'm not saying that at all like any of them could dance for anybody um, they're good it's just different honestly I still think they could be a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, like you said, they're dancing for other artists. So maybe they're, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just different styles. And I'm used to Tina and others just making it tight and right where it may be just more fluid dancing, you know, instead of working on the precision, maybe it's just more expression. Like, I do think it's some of that. So I feel like it's unfair to expect a thing that they're not intending to give. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of it is a conscious choice. Like, I definitely feel like with State of the World, it was a conscious decision that it's going to be a little bit more about freedom of expression and like interpretation of the movement. So like, we're all doing the same movements, but we're not all interpreting them exactly the same. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But it's also too, because we know what we expect from Janet. And it had been that for so long. But I also have to remind myself, like people have to be allowed to change, thrive and grow. She has been a trendsetter because she departed from like a thing that was working 1000%. She would just put it down and leave it and do something else. And so we have to allow for that as well, because that's how we get innovation. That's how we get the next big thing. (laughs) Now, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, Janet attended the Wireless Festival in London. She went to see Cardi B perform on July 6th. And two of her dancers performed with Cardi B. Now, I know Dom was one, and I think Alex, too. I probably should look this up. Do you think that's why Carly threw that wig in that concert? <laughs> um, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, but it was pretty funny, because, like, her tweet that came, like, immediately after it <laughs> 
Where she tweeted, I got carried away. I want my wig back. Somebody DM me. I thought that was comedy. Um, but you, you know, gotta be, that would be the best time to do it. Janet's here. Let me throw my wig. Let me do my. <laughs> I love that Janet goes out and just, even though like sometimes she looks like a hostage. Yeah. She went <laughs> she seemed to really be like enjoying herself and i think a a large part of why she was there was because two of her dancers were dancing for cardi b as well uh but also (laughs) in london at that same time was uh chucky booker who was musical director for lionel richie and then also stevie wonder they were performing in london that same weekend as the wireless fest and on our last podcast we talked with chucky booker about his time as janet's musical director on the rhythm nation tour so I wonder if she got a chance to see them. And if so, I hope there are some pictures. <laughs> and also sending lots of love to Stevie, who announced during his show in the UK um, that he'd be taking a break to receive a kidney transplant. So we're wishing him a restful and swift recovery. Yes, got lots of love for Stevie. <laughs> and Janet was also photographed meeting little Nas X. I think that this was in a very important moment. I love that she took time out of her schedule to meet with him. He recently came out as gay. And I think he said he has been receiving some negativity with that. And I think it's cool that she met with him and let him know that she's an ally. And I just love him so much. I love Lil Nas X so, so much. Did I say I love him so much? Nah, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Let me say for sure. I love Lil Nas X. And I'm just happy that he's young and this was a bold step like to, to at the height like this little dude done went diamond with a song that just came out this year like right. you know people go diamond like the album be out for like seven years <laughs> right and it's so very few people that go diamond. yes and most things that go diamond though don't go diamond while they're still number one on the charts but we're not here to talk about that but the point is like i'm just so happy for this kid and just seeing them together um really it really it really did something for my soul plus you just love that he he was able to create a lane in a lane that people don't want him in mm-hmm. he still was like nah they tried to kick dude off the country charts and two months later he got the number one on the country charts and the rock charts and the hip-hop charts <laughs> every little kid at recitals is doing the little dance to it and stuff but i mean he's bold like honestly we i was talking to a couple of friends and i was like i don't know if i would have done it but he did it, and he has a lot of supporters. And, I mean, just to see Janet, just give him a hug and take a picture with him and just show her support. Uh, once again, she's just a woman that, you know, she always talks about love. The world needs more love. And she's definitely practicing what she preach. And she's a woman of substance. And, like, I just can't say enough about the fact that Janet's here on this earth. It's just a blessing that she's on earth. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. And you know, my other favorite moment, you know, she we've been seeing her a lot out and about with different folks, but a couple weeks ago, man, man, it's it, it would be sinful for me to tell you how many times I watched this little IG. Like every time it came on the timeline, which was a lot. Every time it came on the timeline, I watched it like I had never seen it before. Um, when she went and saw Gladys Knight when, when they were in the UK. I seriously loved it's like 30 seconds the clip I loved every second all 30 
all 30 <laughs> seconds. I could narrate this whole thing. <laughs> Picture it. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I, and I even have favorite parts. Like, I know it's not very long, but I have favorite parts. Like, my first favorite part. So when Gladys Knight comes into the room, they say, and Janet Jackson's here. And, like, Janet doesn't look up. And then Gladys Knight says, my baby girl is here. And Janet, like... <laughs> She's holding her cell phone and she like turns around and like throws her cell phone on the table and then like does the shimmy walk between the furniture to get to Gladys Knight and they hug. And that was just my favorite. I just loved everything about it. I love that she Gladys Knight was so like overjoyed to see her that she called her her baby girl that Janet was like, let me put this phone down and give my undivided attention to Gladys Knight. Like there was just so much goodness that happened in that second and it just reminded me because like you know we think of Janet Jackson like she's Janet Jackson superstar blah 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 but for a lot of very legendary people a lot of very big people but just a lot of really great people um she's she's their baby girl she's just you know a person that they genuinely love and look forward to seeing and holding and embracing and so that was good it was good for my soul oh yes I mean Gladys is like your TT <laughs> Anytime TT say come here, you come here. It's not what you do. <laughs> now, I have to ask you this. Have you by any chance got a chance to listen to this song called Under My Control by Jamie Jones? I have not. You got to listen to it. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because to me it's so awesome. He takes control and he takes control to another level. He's like, it's not chopped and screwed. It's just chopped up bits and pieces of control with this house beat. And I caught myself, honestly, typing and bobbing my head. Like That's great. <laughs> you had oh. me a house. You know, I'm a house fan. So like, I was like, oh, okay. Because I wasn't really listening until you said house. I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad Janice people cleared the sample. I'm glad that he took it and he made it a different spin. I've been listening to it since Wednesday, and it's now Sunday. So that's a good thing, because maybe I'll go walking. But you got to check it out. I think he just, he he instead of him being like someone else, he just twisted it and just made it unique. It's like Janet really is singing control, but it, it's really just a sample. But it feels like she was more in the studio doing her thing. So oh, I, wow. I, I really need you to check that out. I just had to put I that am. out there. I'm excited. <laughs> and more tour news. Janet. Before you go on, can I say I love Lil Nas X? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Janet's lighting designer and content creative director for Metamorphosis, uh, Ben Dodge Yeesh, did an interview and said that Janet's Vegas show is going to become a world tour. Now, we know how rumors go, but this seems pretty reliable. I mean, he is designing it, so he should have some insight to what's going on as far as a world tour. But I'm going to wait till I get official word from Janice Kemp. Agreed. But, you know, I would say you might want to save a few bucks, though, in case she announces tickets are going on sale the day before they go on sale, like she did <laughs> with the residency in Vegas. I need an album. <laughs> My guess is that after touring the U.S. basically since 2017... Um, that she'll probably start her next world tour in Europe or Asia. That's just a guess. But stack your coins, kids. Janet is coming. Maybe. Right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there is one more bit that we probably should have started with. Um, but on June 24th, 
Janet and Randy attended a Michael Jackson tribute hosted by Jeffrey Daniel and Patrick Island in Knightsbridge, London. Now, most people remember Jeffrey Daniel as a dance collaborator with Michael Jackson. I think they both, he and Patrick, danced with Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. But I remember Jeffrey Daniel as a member of Shalimar. Mm -hmm. I did see a picture of Randy at the event. And according to Jeffrey, Janet was there as well. On his Facebook page, he said... We were blessed to have Janet and Randy come by. And then he said some other stuff that wasn't about Janet and Randy. <laughs> and then he said, she's referring to Janet. She's always so poised and polite. And that's why we stand. <laughs> right. One of the many reasons why we stand. I think it's cool that Janet and Randy got out with some Michael Jackson fans to celebrate Michael on the 10th anniversary of his passing. For sure. So... It's time to do what we do. It's time to talk about So Excited. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. (laughs) Get me so excited. Mm. All right. Let's do it. So Excited. So Excited was released August 26, 2006. It's the second single from the 20YO, which is Janet's ninth album release. I mean, what more can I say about this song other than Janet takes a classic r&b hit and puts a hip-hop or a hip-hop flair to it it's 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 a gumbo let's say let's say it like that it's a gumbo yeah this single was released um between calling me and with you and you know what i don't want to admit this but i could not sing with you if you held a gun to my head i do not know <laughs> and if we were on a cliff together and one of us had to sing it we would die just look at you <laughs> I could do call on me, but we if they say with you, I would look at you and say, cousin. We might as well jump. I love you, cuz. It's been real. Yeah. I I was I was I was reading it. I was like, between because I always like to know like, you know, what song came after, what song came before it. And I remember these songs were kind of released in a spate. Like they all came kind of pretty quickly. Yeah. But I could not remember with you. So I'm going to listen to it because if I recall, it's probably from the back half of that album. It's probably a ballad. And the back half of this album is really good. Like the front half has this song. So excited. Like I know that a lot of people pan this song, but I kind of like it. It gets me kind of hyped. But it was really like the only thing that was on there that <laughs> like the first six songs this was probably the only one that should have made it um <laughs> never would have made it i just it just hit me but i mean listen i listen listen um <laughs> i can't help you either i like this song um it's produced by uh jermaine dupree l rock Jamma Lewis and Janet herself and it has a plethora of songwriter credit most of them due to the sample so you've got Herbie Hancock and Michael Banghorn and uh, Bill Laswell they get a songwriting credit as well because of Hancock's uh, Herbie Hancock's uh, 1983 song Rocket it samples that song they get credit but then there's still the, all these other names for this song so it's Janet's listed as a songwriter Jermaine Dupree James Phillips Jonte Austin Jimmy and Terry and then of course Kaya Chambers with her contribution as well so this song has a lot of hands in it and you know usually um, that don't work out great but I did enjoy this song. Like, I really felt like it was a good song. Like you said, it really feels like a hip-hop R&B hybrid. And it really feels like 
it feels like it should have done well in its time and i actually think i like it more now than maybe i did when it was first released can i be honest what else would you be <laughs> all right so when the song first came out i really pretty much bumped it uh, because I wasn't a big fan of Call On Me. But now that I listen to it, I'm just like, mm, okay. I think I like the song more because of the rocket. Because I hate to show my age. I was three when it came out. And it's so catchy and so toony. And I do think that the song should have performed well. Should have performed well than it did. But I can understand why around this time it may not have. Call On Me was still on the charts. Shoulder lean. Sierra get up with was named Chameleonaire. I think it should have, but I feel like it should have done better than what it did. But at the time, just looking at the charts, she was up against Sierra get up. Um, it was a lot of competition. So this, you know, when you going up against Fergie, <laughs> going up against Crazy by Gauls Narls Barkley, Narls Barkley. And I mean, she just had a lot of lot of competition. Neo was hot at the time. Uh, it was just it was just a lot of competition for Janet. I know you might be like, no, it should have did, you know, spectacular, but she just had a lot. Well, I mean, it didn't do bad. So I mean, it did it didn't do well at all on the top one hundred, but it did okay. It did. Uh, it went to number one on the dance charts, and it did okay, like maybe in the thirties on the R and B charts. Um, but yeah, I didn't do it just really didn't make a lot of noise for what you would expect from a Janet Jackson album. Like just just not at all. And even now I now I don't really hardly listen to this song. But I do love the fact that she actually, you know, got in the studio and put it together. I don't know. I still kinda out on whether or not it's one of my favorites or not. So You do appreciate that she got in the studio and put it together. Yeah. That's all that I could think of right now. That's the best you have to yeah. say. <laughs> Cause honestly, to me, Kaya is the only part I really like. It's so funny you say that because she has almost no part. If you take that from the song, the song will be so bare. You need it. Now, I make a I make an argument that anybody could have done it. Like, I really feel like Jermaine Dupree could have done it and they could have cut one less check. I just like her part. <laughs> but you do need that part that Kaya gives you like to kind of set the song off a little bit. I really like, I think one of the reasons I like this song is because I like the harmonies, but also I like the way she uses her like mid to lower range in this song. Yeah. And she doesn't do that a lot. And she doesn't do that a lot on like up tempo dance type tunes. So I like that. This song, you know, it's very much about a woman anxious and excited for. I'm going to say some alone time with her lover, even though the video, they were never alone. They were just doing stuff everywhere. But the lyrics are not super subtle. You know, one of my favorites is I'll open my spot for you anytime you want me to. <laughs> and we're going to move on from that. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, the, the reviews were really mixed for this song. Writer for Newsday, Glenn Gamboa, he commented that So Excited was a good indicator of what to expect from the current incarnation of Janet Jackson. It's streetwise, lighthearted, and easily digestible. Another review said, and this one was from IGN, uh, written by, um, says, So Excited was like a glorious slice of radio ready 80s churban soul, which I don't know what churban soul is. That sounds like a slur. I don't know what that is. but He don't know what that means. He just made that up. That's one of my words right there. I'm just going to make something up. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> um, so th those are some of the good reviews. And then... Um, you know, there are folks who are not as high on it. There's an article in The New Yorker. Um, it's written by Sasha Free Jones, published October 22nd, 2006. The article is called uh, Body Language, Janet Jackson at 40. And um, 
I'm just going to say right up front, like, you know, we try to just report what what there is to report. But I'm just say, like, don't read this article <laughs> unless you want to be mad. Like, if you're just looking for reasons to be mad, then you can go look this up and read it. Because one of the things she says, and this part I wasn't even really that mad about. I was like, OK, this is kind of true. Um, but she says the song requires Janet to act tough and predatory in a way that feels forced. And I thought it, she's not a brag. And this kind of felt like a little braggadocious. I like it. So it's like there's the, the catch 22 of like, OK, maybe it was outside of what she would normally do. But I still like it. But yeah, don't read this article. She said some other thing <laughs> look now somebody gonna be looking her up on twitter going yeah i read your article 2006 <laughs> yeah i, I just I, I, I did not care for it oh. <laughs> <laughs> hated it <laughs> yeah seriously but it does in a way feel like janet was forced to kind of make something a little bit more radio friendly and have a little more edge i can kind of agree that janet feels forced on this just because I guess I always think like with this project all together and even with this song, I felt like she was chasing for a hit and she was kind of relying on Jermaine to do it because he was coming off of a great, you know, great years of, you know, doing, you know, hits. And I just, I don't think she ever sold this song to me. I'll put it like that. I was like, I was just like, okay. Her and Jermaine did a song together. Yeah, I mean, I would agree to a certain extent. This album felt like a collection of singles would sound like. Like if somebody wasn't trying to make, you know, a Janet Jackson album, which is usually like a concept album. Even though they were. Like they were trying to make a concept album. They were trying to make a modern era album in the feel of control. Which I don't know that that's what we achieved at all. Like, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, the jury is still out on that one. I'm not sure about that. We're still out on that. That's a whole nother show. Um, yeah, it felt like what you, just like a collection of singles and it just never really felt coherent like that there was um not a driving factor behind it. And I think some of that, you know, we talk a lot about coming off of a couple years before the Super Bowl. Um, and so I just think she hadn't really found her footing, her passion for it again yet. It, this is my interpretation. I have no idea. So let's switch and talk about this video. Video was directed by Joseph who also directed doesn't really matter <laughs> also choreographed it by gil who i mean gil i actually like the dancing in this video i love this i feel like there was another choreographer if you watch the access no it was her myspace actually i feel like there was someone else who assisted but i could not find the name um but gil either solo or with some help like he did this this is some of my all-time favorite janet choreography whether it's performed live or in the video i think it's one of the best dance sequences of really all of her videos like i feel like it's got to be in the top 10 dance sequences for her videos yeah um for this song and yeah and i didn't appreciate the dancing at first but when i rewatched it for the fifth time <laughs> i was like you know what I could have used it. I could have. I wouldn't have been mad if this was strictly a dance video. I didn't really need the whole hotel yeah. thing. Just give me high five to that. <laughs> yeah, because and the dancers were tight and they was on point and the little movements they didn't seem dated or anything like that. It was just on point. Gil, Gil put in work on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree totally. I thought the video from the perspective of the dance sequence was top notch, and they probably could have stopped with that. Um, Joseph Kahn though we know likes to do different elements I should mention this when Joseph Kahn directed this video this video was the first music video ever shot on a Panasonic Genesis camera which 
basically was the first all digital video like no film was involved and that was like groundbreaking at the time to just go completely digital so this was in the vein of what we expect from Janet Jackson it was kind of like trailblazing now to me it didn't the video didn't have it did have some elements I don't know I'm so conflicted so there's parts of the video like where you know like where her um you can like see through the walls and they're like all these nifty special effects you can see through the walls like her clothes appear and disappear very quickly they're just, just like x-ray vision inside the car but you know there you can see through the car and then you see the solid car so there's like a lot of elements that are like fun and festive and interesting and eye-catching um but also it's like we didn't need none of this like the dance is so <laughs> I, did, I didn't expect you to take me there but you took me there he was like, he was like, he was like, you're describing a painting like this is the colors, but we really didn't need those colors. We, I don't know why she used that fuchsia and that blue. We didn't need that. Like it was all nice. Like it was all like, but I just felt like this video could have cost half of whatever it was she spent. Like, cause I think there's like a Lamborghini in the video. Like you rented this yellow Lamborghini. We didn't need that. Like it's. Just- I'm glad you're not over a, a, a record company, cause you'd be looking at video budgets going. <laughs> why do you need this why do you- but seriously like it doesn't add anything in fact i was a little confused because i figure like that part in the car is a dream sequence because mm-hmm. you know like there the, there's now when they talk about this video like i heard her janet say like the video is to be and she doesn't ever explain like what we're seeing she's like the concept is we're in a subway okay that's not a concept <laughs> but <laughs> that is a location um <laughs> You go get it. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying all of this, but I want to be clear. I enjoy this video. <laughs> but like, she's like, there we're in a subway. Are you though? Because it's possible that y'all are in a subway shooting, but like in the video, like what subway would have like reading lamps and recliners? I was like, it's all very confusing. Like, why is this bathroom filthy? why are there responses like it's just none of this don't make no sense and then this lamborghini and then y'all in this like 1970s looking apartment room with this pink bed spread then y'all in this filthy bath like i don't know why any of this is like i don't know why any of this is (laughs) (laughs) and i feel I, i think there's one part where there's like a dream sequence because i don't know why they appear like why they go from this like cruddy rundown apartment to like this two hundred thousand dollar car that doesn't jive with me and i can't make it make sense and unfortunately i can't make it make sense either, <laughs> i'm sure there is a reason um i just don't know what it is so there's a lot in there that i'm just kind of like okay i mean i'm not sure what's happening and then you got you know your appearances you've got jermaine in the video he's shaving doing his little part what you talking about shorty now now that's the part we could have done with that (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't figure that part out either i was like that's why he got a song right credit because of that part right there why is he (laughs) okay but i feel like that adds i feel like all of that adds so i'm not gonna say we didn't need him because well maybe we didn't need him in the video but i'm not gonna say that his lyrics didn't add something to the song because i feel like it all so i felt like it, it was necessary um but i just didn't understand why i didn't know where they were or why we needed to see him shaving like i didn't it was there a story there now one thing i will say this from watching the bts granted i think the director just wanted to point out 
he had some new toys to try because that's what he was he was like and you know for janet i gotta bring out the new latest technology check it out so he was just like look y'all gave me a budget <laughs> i'm finna play with some stuff <laughs> I listen and I appreciate it too because he really did add some elements undecided about whether we needed them or not but there visually were some things that were really fun like I, I really thought it was neat the way their you know clothes were flashed on and off or like you could see I thought that was neat there was a lot of stuff I, I, I couldn't make heads or tails of like the car and all I couldn't make heads or tails of that but some of the stuff that he added that I don't really recall seeing before this video. I just thought that those were great touches. And I thought we needed that because honestly, until some of those technological portions started to happen, the setting and even the framing of the choreography, I was like, this is basically all night don't stop Met Thriller. I was thinking son of a gun for some reason. I was like, yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, that too. Like all of these kind of like dingy, abandoned retro spaces. And then just from for Thriller, it was just the actual shooting, like how the choreography comes to the camera. That's what it it made me think of that. But from the like aesthetic perspective, it all just kind of looked recycled. Like, you know, we saw it in All Night Don't Stop. We saw it in Son of a Gun. So I, I really didn't feel like anything was added. I felt like the choreography really took it over the top and it was amazeballs. And we could have really just done with that and with the little technical stuff of like the x-ray vision and the flashing clothes and all of that. And that would have been, that would have been an awesome freaking video. <laughs> now, someone that really was mad about this video and their, their appearance in the video was Kaya. She thought she was supposed to be have like this whole feature. <laughs> Yes, I really never understood that controversy. Well, she made it, and even in the access granted, she even says, you know, I got a rap part, you know, she do my little part here, I'm filming this and that. And even the director's like, you know, she's going to do her rap part. But when you hear the song, all you hear is her little ab lib, you know, that little part. And there's no full verse. No, she didn't spit bars. And she was pissed about it. She was like, hey i should be on the song you know and all y'all got is me on the screen doing my little four five words so she was well she does have a little section like there's the part where she's like is you hungry and some no she says <laughs> right. it's not just the ad-libs there is something i'm not gonna call it a verse it's like i don't know five lines there is something but I guess what I'm confused about is, number one, it's not your song. So once people record you and pay you, what they do with it is up to them. True. But also, too, I felt like in the Access Granite, it was kind of directly said how she would appear. We're filming this on a green screen and she's going to appear in the television. Now, maybe they didn't tell her it was a 13 inch television, but <laughs> but I mean, they spent all the money on the Lamborghini. <laughs> They did what they said they would do. <laughs> so, so, so I guess I don't know what the misunderstanding was. But Jermaine had a kind of a, a quote, you know, because after she made such a fuss, I think she even went on her MySpace page and kind of made a fuss about, you know, how they did her dirty and she should have had more screen time and this or that. And, you know, Jermaine talked to um, basically uh, Black Enterprise in 2006 
and he said Kai is on the record because I am a producer and I heard a sound that I wanted she don't actually rap on the record I'm giving you the exclusive it's something that I did with her voice I mean a lot of people who hear it they might not even realize that it's her I use textures when I do records and I just wanted her voice texture for this record and she really made this song now she's complaining saying she's been taken off the record and I don't know where that came from she's really foolish to be out here talking like this I'm still gonna keep her on the song because she ain't know what she was doing and by by she ain't know what she was doing I think he meant maybe she doesn't know the dangers of mouthing off in this particular industry but yeah so it sounds like I don't know what the mess was but I remember people were like really faction people were like really team Kai and team Janet people were bashing Janet like she's too you know she thinks she's too good for her and that's how, that's how Kai got cut and blah 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 other people were like she need to be thankful she was ever asked to be on the Jetta Dexter record which is probably true but you know other people were just like you know blah 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 so I don't know where where the truth lies probably somewhere in the middle but I do know that it's not your album and wasn't your budget you gonna take what they give you <laughs> basically what Jermaine is saying is this he did a DJ Cali which is i'm gonna send you a track you tell me right to it tell me what you think will sound good with it i'm gonna take your stuff bring it back and then send it out to somebody else and get their interpretation and make a song so basically jermaine was like hey you said that line pretty good i'm gonna put you on this right here kia uh akaya i'm sorry should have said cool it kept it moving because the controversy didn't help neither party. It made her look like she didn't know what's going on in the industry. And it made it look like Janet was just, you know, wasn't was shortchanging her, which. Yeah. And Jen is not like that. Come on now. She come on. By now, Jen ain't got nothing to prove. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Like recently, like as recently as this year, I think Kaya said that you, she like, I, I don't know. She has like this YouTube thing she does or whatever. Somehow it landed yeah. on my timeline where she announced that she was um, ready to put the beef with Janet behind her and move on. 13 years later. I was dying laughing because I was like, you probably got to write Janet a letter and let her know you got a beef because I don't think sis cares. <laughs> you know, in the world, in the world, like we say down south in Mississippi, you know how many hurricanes there was ago? <laughs> like, <laughs> we, done, we done been through a lot since then. <laughs> yeah. And I had somebody to recently, like, and I had this to happen to me not too long ago. Somebody actually put a public apology on Facebook about hurting my feelings. And I'm sitting at my desk going, what, when did we fall out? Like, what did you do? I'm, I'm going to be like a retail store. If it didn't happen within the last 90 days, I probably don't know what happened. <laughs> like, I'm old. I'm grown. When you grown, you deal with grown folks stuff. Jenny grown. Jenny had BT boycott. <laughs> she, 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 she had. Yeah. I'm like, this wasn't in the top 18,000th of Janet's concern. <laughs> to be honest, by January 2007, Janet was thinking about something else. She was like, who? You think it took all the way to January? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a couple of months, but just... <laughs> maybe, maybe because like they probably ran into each other at the club and it might have like stirred up some things again. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, I've been like, mm. Mm. But then again, in this social media age, if you Google Janet Jackson and you say her name, somebody needs a hit. Like Offset said, somebody needs some clap. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so people just throw it out there. Yeah. You know, we talked about the choreography in this. I will say this. So there is, 
I was watching, you remember when Janet used to do those MySpace journals? On the very first one that she did, she did it on the very first day of rehearsals for So Excited. She says to Gil, she's like, I haven't danced in three years. And I was like, ma'am, first of all, she's slayed. That, but that's not the point. I'm like, you haven't danced in three years. Like, I'm starting to think Janet won't even hum in the shower if she's not on tour. Like, what are you doing <laughs> in your time off? I will break, look, another one of my translations. When I break, I break. <laughs> Janet said, I need a break. Uh-uh, don't come <laughs> with me with that. Mm-mm, I'm on a break. <laughs> I haven't danced in three years. She I was like, ma'am. But you know, listen, and got it together quick. Because like by the end of that first rehearsal, right. she was doing it. That lets you know how natural she is as a dancer. It's like, to her, it's like riding a bike. Janet probably wake up and go, you know what? I can do this. Pop, pop, pop. Okay, I'll say for the next project. I feel like she don't. I feel like she does not wake up and do that. Like I said, I don't even think she hums in the shower if she is not being paid. Like I just probably hums now. <laughs> Come on now, we all hum in the shower. <laughs> she just said she ain't performing. Yes. Um. So let's talk about some of these live performances. I actually like the video. I think. Um, the dancing is top notch and it translates so well to the stage. Yes. The live performances are great. Now, one that sticks out to me is actually is the performance on the Oprah Winfrey show. Um, it was done the day before 20 Wild was released and stored. Pretty much all I remember is just Janet killing it. Of course, Oprah tried to get in her business, but the live performance, and I think she did nasty if I'm not mistaken. She killed both of them. I don't care what nobody says, and I'll put this up with anybody that you throw at me. When it comes to stage, commanding a stage presence mm-hmm. and commanding a crowd, she did. Janet's there. And I love that she can do it no matter what. Like on this Oprah show, she had some pretty good technology. Like it was, you know, she had production, she had lights, she had levels, she had screens. Like it was really good. But she doesn't always have that. Sometimes it just be her and the dancers. And, you know, and it doesn't matter how you see, like we all want pyrotechnics and flash and lights and color but when, if she just show up by herself with some tennis shoes on you still gonna get a bang up show right i loved this oprah performance i loved it so much um i do have a gripe i'll get to it but i would say like the openings the way that it opened was really cool like you could see her coming to the stage mm-hmm. um joey's leading her down this little hallway and they go through like for whatever reason this weirdly small door i have so many questions about that door um <laughs> probably the studio door it's a studio hallway. <laughs> it's, it's a weird door like they have to like duck and step up it was weird i was like is this up to code like is a fire marshal been here <laughs> but uh they show way the show opens like the way oprah did her introduction for the show i was not delighted at all they show like you know those pictures of her when she was when, when she was like much heavier and she had on that like boating cap and that red sweatshirt and she was jogging on the beach that's the picture that they used to introduce her. She couldn't find another picture. But they showed another one, which was, I can't remember if it was the cover of 20YO, but they, they did put a, a second one up there. But I just felt like, why did we need to see that before her performance? So I just thought it was, there was some other weird moments too of that. Um, but I would say, like you said, the perform- they were tight. To be honest, as good as So Excited was on that show, Nasty was even better. <laughs> like, they killed Nasty. It was just really, a really good performance and i should also say that if you watch the episode you know where oprah's logo usually appears in the corner the corner of the screen it actually says oprah and janet and it's janet is in like the 20 yo era font 
So I was like, her promo team back then was really trying to do it. They done rebranded the show. (laughs) You ain't finna get no ratings out for me. (laughs) But can I also say this about this, about the performance too? Janet body was tight. Yeah, it was. I didn't realize how like Angela Bassett, what love got to do with it tight. Like Janet was flexing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't mad at her. Oh, and I that was kind of like her debut after, you know, she had put on that weight and lost all of that weight. So I guess that was the point of the picture. But I just felt like, did she choose this? Because this seems weird that this is, this just seems weird. Introduction to a performance. And then another weird part too, man, I don't want to only talk about the weird parts because I want to say again, this performance is banging and you should get on YouTube and watch it. But like, it's kind of bizarre at the end. So at the end when like Oprah's doing the final credits and just making all these kinds of announcements, Janet's head is on Oprah's shoulder very bizarrely. Like the whole time that she's doing the closing credits, her head is on her shoulder. (laughs) Maybe they just finished a therapy session. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You have to take a look and let me know. I don't I try not to read into anything. I just look and what I see and I just go on vibes and what blah, blah, blah. blah. So I'm not going to make any any um, assumptions or conjectures about what I saw. It was just odd. Did it creep you out? It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was creepy. It wasn't creepy. It was just it was legitimately the best word I can use is bizarre. Is it have to something to do with Michael? I don't know. I don't think that at that time um i think that they were probably still on good terms I, I don't know what their terms are now i imagine they would be lesser good um um but i think this was still like legends ball era right so they were still fraternizing in that way. everybody remembers the legend ball for some reason yeah 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 um so i think this was still around that time when oprah was doing those so i think that they were probably on good terms i don't know if they were good friends but i think they were on good terms now you're gonna have me looking at the looking at the video again going hmm yeah just watch it see the credits and let me know what you think i'd be very curious um but there were some other really great performances i thought she did really well on the today show if you remember they went on the today show they had those all white um outfits on they had several outfits for these so when she was in france she wore the same costumes as on the oprah show she did the nrj back to school concert in france um and again she did almost exact same she did nasty and so excited um and it was the same costumes and everything and then on the today show um she went with all white outfits and they were under this tent um and uh her costume was interesting there appeared to be like a purse on her butt so i know the other (laughs) in the video she has something on her butt as well but on the today show it legitimately looked like a purse and i wonder if this is a if this is a a wayne styling because it was cute also in 2006 um when she performed on the billboard music awards and did a melody of of past songs she actually included so excited which was cool because you know it's easy to dance to and she also appeared on ellen uh wearing black suits with night with white sneakers i don't know if it actually went well but you know it's janet she did her own it was okay um i watched that one of the so excited performances this was at the bottom but not because of janet because janet slayed um especially on the breakdown i love the breakdown on that song she slayed so good so good so good but the ellen show was weirdly direct it was almost unwatchable in portions like this song ain't but like three and a half minutes and like a good 45 seconds of it i had a headache they tried to put like 40 40 camera angles in 30 seconds it was just i don't know what they were thinking it was not well 
directed or well edited so you can never get a real feel for the routine until they really got to the breakdown where the camera stayed somewhat stationary but not really there was still probably like six angles in a 30 second breakdown it was just a lot was happening and you could never get a full appreciation it was kind of like you know how people were upset about the billboard awards where they just kept it was kind of like that only 30 times worse now she performed this song on rock with you tour and if I'm not mistaken, this song usually pops up in her intermissions for her tours. I've never actually seen her lately do a full set with So Excited. I do recall it was added to State of the World. So at, and I think it was added at like the very last show in Atlanta, the first leg. Um, they did so excited and I remember it because I was so excited and she was so good. It's amazing to me how fluid people do moves to me most folks dancing are doing the moves you know i talk about this all the time like they just are just trying so hard janet doesn't like do moves more she more is the move she she just moves it's just fluid it's just natural and so to watch her do this i just love it so much and it's so meticulous but it doesn't look like she's overdoing it like people just oh they just be doing so much and so i love to see her do this and so when she added this back how are you like just as fluid and focused all these years you know 10 plus years later just immaculate and even now when she does it sometimes it is perfection and what's interesting is like she can seem to like walk and get into a dance or get into a move anywhere because she's doing a lot more walking which we should expect right because she's uh, you know getting into um i'm not even gonna say we might be at the midpoint of her career we don't know because <laughs> um but you know it is less dance less dance focus from her like still dancers are doing a lot but still less dancing for her but like she can come in and come out of it with ease and let me just say this i'm glad you brought that up because i think sometimes as fans we get caught up into janet's performances and because she's done it so long that we just automatically assume that every time she hit the stage she should be at full force and i'm like dude janet is in her fifth if i make it to my mid 40s and can move the way she moved I'm doing good like i think we need i think some fans need to realize she's still putting on a great show you know what i'm saying so i, I saw some comments i was like look chill out yeah it's weird to me that a lot of people still want her to be the janet she was 30 years ago and i'm like man this janet is better than any janet i could have ever expected for where we are right now like it's a thousand like i did not expect her to be performing on at this level right now i mean i'm just grateful for every additional performance that she does and where she's still so sharp like when she decides to turn it on she just turns it on and it is amazing but let's talk about the charts which i wish we could throw charts out the window sometimes it didn't quite perform as well as other singles it peaked at number 90 on the billboard 100 uh, it did better at 34 on the hip-hop r&b charts became her 17th number one dance hit in the u.s the 22nd consecutive top 10 single on the dance charts which we i think we should spend some time there because the disparity between like what it did on the billboard 100 and what it did on the dance charts there was a demand for her song and her song was being played in the clubs and it was charting in the club like i wonder if some of why she only reached 90 on Billboard 100s and 34 on the hip hop R&B charts. They just weren't playing it. 
because in the clubs they were playing it and in the clubs there was demand for it and they were driving um that song to number one and i feel like if maybe it had more exposure um more promotion um if there wasn't a concerted effort to keep her off the radio <laughs> would it have done better i don't put this very high among like janet's great songs so i'm not arguing that like the song was treated I am. I am arguing that the song was treated unfairly. I think it's better than a number 90 on the Hot 100 song. And I've noticed that with some artists, they do better on the dance charts than they do on the Hot 100. Listen, Deborah Cox, CeCe Peniston, they Robin. Yes. I was surprised how many number one hits Deborah Cox actually have, but it's on the dance. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> yes 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 deborah cox said y'all going y'all y'all don't want it over here i'll take it across the street mm -hmm. and they ate it up <laughs> <laughs> so overall in the range of like janet jackson singles where would you place this and then also on the album let's do that one first on the album where would you rank this so is it high medium low on the album and then high medium low in the overall discography of singles it's a mid on the album because if i'm not mistaken enjoy was my number one cut on this cd so enjoy was like the jam that i felt like some no i just kept hollering play it please play it but yeah this is a mid this is a mid and i ain't gonna lie i mean as far as her collection it's on the outside it's on the outskirts of of 25 i feel like that's fair like i think i'm right there with you i think for the album take care is my favorite song on this album and i do like so excited like it's it's i guess my next favorite-ish song on the album so I've, i just i feel like about it like i feel about a lot of the songs from you know that all the way into unbreakable i feel like i feel like there's um a lot of let's throw it out and see what sticks happened in that period and not necessarily like the diary of my life which is what it had been it was just like let's do a pulse check and see what the people want from me instead of like this is what they gonna get because <laughs> this is what i'm passionate about right now i mean i totally agree and i just have a different view of it like i think it was you gave mariah these hits you gave usher these hits where's my hit jermaine that's how i always <laughs> feel about it <laughs> Well, that really is it for us for now. If you need more Janet Jackson, and honestly, there isn't anyone who doesn't need more Janet Jackson, subscribe to our Janet Jackson podcast, Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or many other favorite podcast providers and social media at Janet Jackson Pod. And also, if you are already a subscriber of this podcast, please leave us a comment wherever you are listening. Your comments and likes help other people find us, especially on iTunes. Yes, please leave us a comment on iTunes if you can, even if you listen elsewhere. Our intro and outro music is provided by Good For You by THBD. It's licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license.